Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yes, what a little treat we've got for you today. We've only got the top scorer in the country. Stephen, thanks very much for coming on. How you doing? Yeah, no worries. Just wrote here, two best players outside the SPL. Is that? <laughs> Me and you? <laughs> and if you're happy to accept second, mate, we can crack on. Oh, I thought you were talking about Dell there. <laughs> oh, no. I thought I was going to say Dell Lyle's former partner in crime, but I'm not going to say that because the polls going to end up putting your door. Oh, I don't say that, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I want to ask you something before we go back to the start. Your wife's tweet the other day. Yeah. She said about how hard you worked and all that. Yeah. Um, and it brought me back, because I remember seeing you play about 11 years ago for Queen's. I was at Celtic, it was a bounce game. Right. And uh, you could see how much ability you had, but no offence, you needed a moped and a litre of pen to get rid of it. I remember thinking, this guy's got so, so unreal ability, but he was just really heavy. So I know a lot of young football players watch this. I just wanted to know, when did the penny drop? And you thought, right, I need to get, get, a, get a grip on myself. Yeah, I think, uh, as I said to you, when I went to Dumbarton on, uh, on loan at first, and the boys were coming part-time, working, and then it was just a love of the football for them. And I kind of thought, no, I don't want to be doing that, I want to give this a, a right go, and then went to the Queens, Ian McCall. He was uh, doing extra sessions, getting a, a physio at night time on the bike and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't really in my last season where I thought I'm going to give this a try, and, because I, I, I felt I had the ability, but just had to lose a couple of stones. <laughs> 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 and then I did... And uh, I ended up, ended up getting to England for it. And how important is it the way you live your life just for, obviously, young football players that watch this show? Yeah, well, I think, I, obviously, I look back and I wish I'd done more back then, but I think it's a different culture now. Like, back then was every second Tuesday we were out drinking, the, the players. Well, now, uh, I mean, I, I've not had a drink since about May. So it's a different, a bit, probably my age as well is a big difference as well. Right, okay, brilliant. Right, we'll go back to the start, start of the day Rangers. Right. How did that come about, place playing boys club and Rangers picked you up? Yeah, uh, I signed when I was 12. I was, uh, I was at Hearts and then Rangers came and then obviously because Rangers was my, my team as I was a young boy, couldn't say no to that and then went through the ranks, so it was amazing. Who were some of the young boys that were in there at the time when you first went full-time? We had uh, Stevie Hughes. Oh, Stevie, Stevie Hughes, Hughes so it was me and him, we signed the same day. Right. Uh, obviously, at the time, he ended up breaking into the first team uh, alongside like Barry Ferguson and that. And at that time, Shug was a, a class above everybody. Was he so a good player? Uh, brilliant, Good honestly. career he had as well, didn't he? Uh, Excellent. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I, I don't really know the ins and outs of what happened to him, but at that time, he was by far the best player in our under-18s team. Good upbringing through the coaching and that you got there. Brilliant. We had, uh, it was just to see the facilities and the... Like was it Murray Park? Murray Park. Well, it was Ibrox, and then we went to Murray Park, and then. But the places they took you, like on trips. I mean, when I first was, was there, I'd never been abroad, and they took us to Bermuda for two weeks. 
we ended up staying with uh, with Rangers fan club in their houses. So <laughs> me, so me and David Matthews, I'm from Blanc, he's from Easterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> we're away to this family with uh, uh, two daughters and their, their wife and the husband. We're sitting around a table and uh, they're saying grace and me and him are for the East End going, <laughs> don't know what's going on here. <laughs> and then for the other week we stayed in army barracks. So we're up at five in the morning, the bell was ringing and we're running around the courtyard. We're like, oh, this is not for us. Wow. But that's the way it was. It was uh, they showed you the world, really. What about older players, like first-team players at that time? Who was there? We had the likes of, well, they were signing, like, Tory Andrew Flo for 15 million, so Ronald De Boer, Billy Dodds. So to get an opportunity was different, different nowadays. Mm -hmm. Were they guys good to be, the older guys? Brilliant. Uh, Dodgy was excellent. And then Dodgy ended up coming to Queen's when I was there as a, the striking coach. So uh, I put a, put a lot down to my finishing through Dodgy. So would he take you aside and... Yeah, he, took, you, he uh, took it the last like, 20 minutes after the training finished and try and work on side fitting the ball, then blasting it in, in different areas of the, the roundabout the box. So Dodgy was excellent. Do you do that with the young boys now at Queen's? I do, yeah. I try to, uh, try to put the wisdom that Dodgy passed on to me, but it's just about, it's just about learning. Mm -hmm. You never made a, an appearance for Rangers. Why, why do you think that was just because of the quality that was there? I think so. I think the... When you're buying players 15 million, and especially a couple of Rangers, need to succeed. I think getting younger ones at that time was was uh, was a problem. I think, mm -hmm. but when you've got like some Barry Ferguson playing in that, they, they, I mean, look at his career is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Did you see when you went to leave? Was it was it gutting to leave? Obviously, you said you're a boyhood club. It was. Uh, I mean, even before I signed for Rangers, I would go to the games with my dad, and my granddad. And then getting the chance to pull that jersey on, and uh, but just not in the first team was amazing. But the time where when you've been told, right, I think that's about it. It, it is it hits in for the first well the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, till then I got the phone call on the Sunday night to say Look, you're going on trial at Hibs. And how did how did that come about? Hibs seen you play reserves well, or something? Yeah, I played the game against uh, Partick and. Uh, luckily, Bobby was there. Uh, Bobby Williamson was there watching us, and I scored five. So it was like three weeks later, and then I got the call to go to Hibs. And what was your first impressions of Bobby? Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Well, when I signed, Bobby was always obviously I was a wee bit heavier. He was always on me about my weight and that. And I was injured one day. I was on the on the bed, and Bobby was always late in. So the team be warming up, and Bobby would walk in with, you know, you get a uh, is it rustlers sausage rolls, <laughs> right? <laughs> He comes in with the, you know, the microwave to heat the heat packs up. So I'm getting treatment, and he's he's got the wee uh, the wee sachet of tomato sauce in that. And he's giving me abuse about uh, being a bit overweight. Good example, isn't he? Bro, it, but big Gaz O'Connor said every time he went into his office, it smelled of toast. Oh, I Bobby was non-stop eating. <laughs> Jerry McCabe used to pick us up. We used to train. They'll get to be on a Friday, and Bobby would be late every Friday. How can he be late? I me, Tom, Manis, and Cabe. We passed him, passed past a burger van. Bobby was walking back, back with two cheeseburgers <laughs> <laughs> at nine in the morning. For so, both for him, Jim. Uh, that was one for no, Kevin. No, was with him. KB <laughs> <laughs> was us. Oh, brilliant. So, baby's brilliant. The character, him and KB and Jim Clark was brilliant. Uh, and what did he say? Did he say you're coming here to play, or was it you need to come and prove yourself and try and get in the team? Uh, he basically just said, "Look, I, I like your style of play. Um, you just just attack, and if you give the ball away, you just try again." So the players that we've got, like uh, Wee Bruni and Derek Reardon and Gaz, 
Tell me, man, you shoot in with that group. And how were they a group of players? How good were they? Brilliant. I think because it was mostly young boys, we, we got on great. And uh, we had no fear. And, over, and that, that year we ended up getting to the, the League Cup final. See, so all the players, even back then, who, who, would you, who would you have picked out back then as being the one that would go and do the best? Was uh, the one that stood it? Whitty. Stevie Whitaker. Was it? Eh? Aye. Even in training, he was. He'd, Beat four and five guys and put it in the top corner. Really? Both yeah. feet. Aye. Wow. I wouldn't have said Bruni. Bruni was a winger at that time. He was just mad. Hey, Gary O'Connor said the same thing. You wouldn't have picked Bruni as well. No, Why do you think he's done so well? I think he's just adapted and he's learnt. And obviously with Brendan coming in, he's, his career's went up a, another level. Uh-huh. Uh, one guy I mentioned again, Gary O'Connor. How, how thick was he back then? <laughs> <laughs> he's a lovable 20, I love him. Aye, Gav's, Gav's was brilliant. Honestly, just like he could be sitting in a corner and you'd be talking to him, he'd just blank you. It was, uh, it was just because he wasn't really listening. Uh-huh. But then you got him on the field and he was an animal. Good player. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We just go together on that? I would, some of the Glasgow boys would go through to Edinburgh and obviously Deeks and Gaz ran the show through there, so we, we had a few good nights. That Hibs team, if they stayed together, because Gary O'Connor's words were if that Hibs team had stayed together, you think they could have won the league? Would you, would you go along with that? Uh, maybe a bit much of winning the league. I think maybe. Five, six years if they progressed, then we might have had a chance. Because mm-hmm. obviously you had Kevin Thompson, Scott Brown, Steen Whitaker. All these players went to play higher levels, so it was maybe just the rage at that time. Mm-hmm. Was it tough for you, competition for places? If you were up against guys like Reardon and, and Gaz O'Connor? It was. Uh, I obviously wanted to play more, but when you've got Gaz and Dixie, and uh, Scotty Brown was obviously playing wide right, so... Uh, it kind of limited a wee bit. Would you ever go and say to Bobby, like, I need to start playing now? Oh, I chapped his door a few times, aye, but... And how would he be with Tell me he'd come back after his lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Tomato sauce on his <laughs> So, when Bobby got sacked, were you, were you a bit disappointed, or...? I was, yeah, because the... How, like, Kate, uh, Jeremy Cave and Clark and that was with us, it was, uh, it was fun, you know, and then when Moga came in, it was more serious. Mm-hmm. Mog is very tactical and he's yeah. very serious. Uh-huh. But brilliant, brilliant guy, and the way he works on the training field, you can see why he's went to like, like a Celtic and he's at Blackburn now. Is Mog the sort of manager that would bring your game on? Confidence wise, definitely, and positional wise, because he was really uh, tactics on the training field was a, was a big thing. So, how come you left Hibs and go, was it St Johnson you went to? Yeah, I went alone to St Johnson, uh, and uh, then Owen Coyle signed me. And then I thought I just need to be playing. Uh-huh. And how was on Coyle for you? Good? <laughs> Coyle was alright. He was alright. He was more because he was an attacker, all he wanted to do was really play chipping off the bar and catching it and <laughs> playing for cakes and that kind of he stuff. Loves that, didn't he? I heard but that. He was, he was good, but Coyle wanted to get off the train field, set the poker chips up, so he did. So you're like, right, hurry up, get your shower. You set the poker chips up, you want to get down, down the road, you know what I mean? Well, and he's wanting a game of poker Aye, with the boys. You weren't allowed him until uh, we finished at least one game. <laughs> and he's a, a big Iron Brew, Iron Brew man, isn't he? That's uh, so what he kept saying to me, Iron Brew and a chippy on a Friday night for the, for the games, and I go out and score five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> you've, kept, you've had the wrong managers up to this point, haven't you, mate? It wasn't my fault, that's what it was. Bad examples for you. And then Dumbarton? That's uh, so it was Jerry McCabe as the manager, so... Uh, I'd just come back for a hernia operation and just needed to play. Uh, had said, like, you're not going to play here at this uh, specific moment. So I went on loan there and uh, just got back and joined football again. See, with the Hibs and the St Johnston, no playing, 
Was it odd in your mate? Or was there other things? I think off the park, I didn't look after myself and uh, probably enjoy myself more. The status of being a football player, as in going out and uh, enjoying my nights out, where I should maybe have been on a Tuesday night resting and maybe going to the gym on a Wednesday. Who would that be? Just boys for your scheme? Yeah, the boys there in the team. Do you know, like especially when like when I went to Queens at first, we had a Tuesday. A Tuesday was every second Tuesday was a, was Carbon. a day out. Yeah, going to watch the Rangers games in the Champions League and then. Straight out. Uh, yeah. So Dumbarton, was it a, a low point Dumbarton? Do you remember being I, low? I don't know, but for me, I was just, I was still full time with St Johnson. I was going to play some games with Dumbarton, so I don't think it really hit home that where I was at that time. Because mm-hmm. I think Snoddy as well, I remember Snoddy went to Stirling Albion and speaking right. to him as well, he said that was the, the motivation for him to think, right, come on, I need to get my finger out here as well. Because I've seen how the boys were coming in, they were covered in dirt because they were out working all day on the roads or whatever. And then I'm obviously training the moments and Johnson then going there and I'm thinking, uh, I go to give this a shot and see what I can do. See, when you were playing for the Martin, did you always believe in yourself that you could make it to the top level? I did, but not as far as I got. As when, I, when I did my best at Swansea and then I looked back, say, five years, I was playing for Dumbarton. Mm. So to come for that to that, I could have never dreamed that. Mm-hmm. So how did Queen of the South come about then after Dumbarton? Uh, Ian McCall uh, just gave me a phone and said, look, uh, I want you to come here. I think you've scored goals for us. And we, we were, I think we were second bottom at the time. And I uh, agreed it and uh, I went and it was brilliant. How, how mad is Ian McCall? <laughs> he's, uh, I think he's calmed down now. Scouts, uh, Neil Scully's told me he's calmed down a wee bit, but right. back then he was... Uh, I think it was good he had Gordon Chisholm there doing all the, the tactics and that. Was <laughs> <laughs> he no one for coming late to train and all that as well? Coley, yeah, Coley was a wee bit... Uh, but that's, that's the type of manager he is. It's off the cuff. Mm-hmm. If they're going to score three, we'll score four. So it, it suited me. I guess he's man management and that the boys say he's best. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got on great with him. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I wouldn't have a bad word to say about Coley. He liked a wee game of... Did you know like a game of poker at the back of the bus as well? Yeah, we played cards, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, at that time, Queens were half part-time, half full-time. Right. So some boys weren't in until a Thursday night. And then we would all be done. We'd stay in Dumfries and then we'd have to stay in the hotel because we trained Friday morning. And we'd be up to two in the morning playing poker. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's known for his temper as well. What's the worst you've seen him? Collie, is yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> Who told you that? Everyone at a place from him, no? No, he was all right. Well, when I was there, we went on a, a mad run where we won 13 out of 16, so I'd never really seen that. Uh-huh. And did he just give you confidence as a player? Huh? He just let us go and play. He says, uh, play off the big boy Sean O'Connor and just go wherever you want. And I think uh, it was the year Gretna was doing well, mm-hmm. and we went down there, beat them 3-0, and we just kicked on for them. Under Queen's 2008 Scottish Cup final, talk us through that run to the final. Did you believe you could you could get there? Um, I think after we beat we beat Dundee in the quarter final, um, and it was a full house, and Ryan McCann scored for 84 yards. Can't do, didn't you? Aye, <laughs> <laughs> big Sammy had went up for Dundee, missed, uh, came popped back out, and McCann scored for 84 yards. So after that, and then we thought it was Celtic or Aberdeen. So we were preparing ourselves for Celtic. Aberdeen beat them. And then we went and beat Aberdeen 4-3 in the semi-final. So when we got to the final, we'd, we'd 
there was nothing to worry about. Uh, how was the build up to that final? Do you remember it? Ah, uh, it was manic, but obviously Rangers were in the European Cup final uh-huh. on the Wednesday. You so it was about eight years doing the watching. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing them three days later. Uh, so it was it wasn't too bad. Because uh, they had the big backlog log of fixtures. They did. Uh, did you fancy yourself before the game to beat them after? We Chizzy kind of said like we can get to half time. Hopefully the, the tiredness will kick into them. And we were obviously 2-0 down. And he just said, look, just go out and get your best shot and see what happens. We ended up two each after 10 minutes. And I think for the next 10 minutes, we, we rattled them. Mm-hmm. And then Big Boy, they scored the, scored the, the As winner. As he does. Aye. How is Big Gordon Chisholm as a manager? Good? Really good, aye. He had, uh, I don't know if you know Kenny Brannigan. You know him? No. Nah. He had time in with him. He was, he was the, the, stern, the stern man. Right. He would... Uh, <clears throat> Like a battery of you on the day then, right? <laughs> but Chizzy was good. He, he knew a lot about the, about the game and the tactics. See, when it went 2-2, did you think the Jenkins were going to win? I, I did. I generally did. Because uh, I think Stevie Tosh put it in, but then Big Jimmy scored unbelievable header. Jim above, Thompson, that was yeah, right, right above Carlos Coelho, right in the corner. And then you start to believe, because I think we had like 40,000 there. I think everybody who them them was was <laughs> <laughs> out their houses. Uh, and then you start to believe, but... I think in the end, um, it was just the occasion was amazing. And did you go out after it? You were celebrating as well, weren't you? <laughs> no, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> no, we, we, we had a big party in Dumfries, uh, and then we had a bus tour to just because it was a, I think it was the first time we'd ever been in that cup final. It must have been some team spirit for a team for the lower league to get to the Scottish Cup final. Who was who was, was the main character? You obviously that? you had Jimmy, you had, uh, you had Stevie Tosh. Uh, Stevie Todd, the midfielder, I uh-huh. uh, We uh-huh. had uh, Neil McFarlane. Uh, right. So it was, it was a good group of, of players we had assembled. Uh-huh. But at that time, I think 23 goals you'd scored. Were you thinking, right, now's the time to move on? Um, well, that was the, the next season. season uh-huh. uh, I went away and worked hard in pre-season. I thought, I've got one year left, right, I'm going to get a go and see what I can do. Came back, I think it was a bit of stone lighter. And I, as you say, I scored all the goals and... Uh, there was a wee period where Motherwell and United wanted me. So kind of was nearly making up my mind to go to uh, Dundee United and then got word what Swansea were coming in for us. And who t- was it an agent or something that would just tell you? Well, what had happened was uh, Graham Jones was... Uh, Is that Martinez's assistant? Uh, uh-huh. So he was uh, the number two uh, under Billy Reid at Hamilton the year before. Right. And uh, he quite liked me, so he wanted me to go to Hamilton before I went to Queen of South. I chose Queen of the South and uh, so he always kept an eye on me and that's how it came about. And was it a no-brainer for you once you heard the Swansea's interest? Yeah, they came, they came and watched about three or four games and luckily, I think it was St Johnson, I scored two up there and then they came and watched against Clyde at home, scored four and then got the phone call, right, you're going to Swansea. And how did Dundee, Dundee United take that? Who was the manager there? I can't remember. No, they were all right. I hadn't really... It would, it was just in the pipeline that it was sort of getting agreed in the interest, but once Swansea came in, there was n- nothing. There wasn't even a thought of going anywhere else. You remember the trip down? Take the missus and that, didn't we? Yeah, we went down, down with the missus, met Roberto and... Uh, How was he, Martinez? Brilliant. They were just... I was in the, the meeting half an hour with him when I wanted to go out and play football. That's the way he talked about the game. So we, we went there, we went for the weekend and uh, signed the contract. Brilliant. Can't believe this is so the, the liaison was taking us about. Mrs. was being sick, she was no well for that weekend. Ended up she was pregnant for because we'd been trying. So we found out when we were there, and she's like, right, we'll not tell anybody. I was like, right, okay. Big Lakey took us to this kind of beach 
I'm like, right, I'm having a few beers. Just found out I'm going to be a dad. Mm -hmm. She's like, no, you're no. This is, you've just came and met the manager. I'm like, right, okay. Three years later, I was wrecked. <laughs> 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 but big uh, Graham was there, he was fine, he was no bother. Uh -huh. But did Martinez leave not long after you signed you? I'd, uh, <laughs> I was in Magaluf with the boys. I had the leaving do Fay Queens. It was about six, seven years. I got a phone call, he's uh, got to Wigan. I was like, oh, great. But we want you over uh, on Tuesday for a, for a fitness test. <laughs> I was in Maglo for a week. That's a, that's a double bad news. <laughs> I was like, oh, God's sake. Did you put the beer down or did you keep drinking? Uh, I think I kept drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and how did that fitness test go? No, it was fine. It was no bother. It was just a wee treadmill running. Uh, it was just kind of for the physio to kind of look over. Like a medical sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So did Martinez not tell you yourself that he was going there? No, no. He obviously came very quick and he was away and I went to Swansea without a manager. Uh -huh. And... First impressions of Swansea when you got there, did you, first couple of weeks, did you think I, I can play here or was it a bit nervy at first? It was a bit nervy at first because it was a big jump from uh, Scottish, it was Division 1 at the time, Scotland, to the Championship in England. So you go and your players like Ashley Williams and Joe Allen and that are there, and you, um, first couple of sessions you can see the difference of the level. Uh -huh. well, just, 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 is it just in the pace of the player or is it just the quality? Just the, uh, yeah, probably the pace and the, the quick thinking. It was that much sharper and uh, I knew myself that it was a big step up. Did you take it straight away or did you struggle at first? I thought I took it straight away, but... <laughs> well, uh, the boys told Paolo, me you struggled. Paolo Sosa had a different... <laughs> uh, he had a different uh, look on it. Oh, really? How? Just, uh, he, at that time, I, he was wanting to play one up front, so... And it didn't really suit my game. Mm -hmm. So would you have a couple of meetings with him? Well... I, I played I played against Scunthorpe and uh, broke three ribs. Right. So I was out for a couple of weeks and I trained on the Friday and he said, right, I'm playing Middlesbrough, you're, you're straight in. I was like, I can't, I can't. I, I'm still protecting myself. No, I'm the manager, you're right in. So played on the Saturday, got whipped at half-time <laughs> <laughs> and uh, didn't play again. Was there ever thoughts then about leaving that early? No, not really. I thought I'll, I'll just work hard and get myself back in the team, but it didn't really happen. Was he not really a likeable guy amongst the boys? Come on, you can tell us. No, he, he was He was all right, but it was more, he was more uh, like in pre-season where he was like, teaching his slide tackles and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's DD running. So what? some of the boys are like, what, what's going on here? And he's teaching his slide tackles on the pitch. I'm like, can I do a bit of shooting? Yeah, but you're not allowed to hit the ball hard. I'm like, I'm like, no chance. So I, honestly, so we ended up like Gary Monk and Ash were going running on the beach at night time because we weren't really doing much fitness work. It was more tactical running without the ball. Uh -huh. Gary Monk, was he the captain at the time? Yeah, uh, he was brilliant. Good great, guy. Great leader, and you can see by what he's doing in the man and manager as well. Would he say anything like so sad about we need to do mayor or? No, it was more because uh, we were still getting used to him. And then they, we'd just get a wee group ourselves and we were going running on the beach. Wow. So when did you first hear that Sosa was away? Uh, well, I went on one to Blackpool. Um, and then in the summer coming back, I think it was about three days and he got the Leicester job. Oh, so he did get the Leicester job, eh? And Brendan Rodgers takes over. And then Brendan came in. Um, by the time I was wanting to go back to Blackpool, because they'd been promoted. Mm -hmm. And uh, sort of kind of been agreed money-wise uh, and the fee was just getting agreed and it just couldn't get over the line. And Brendan said, look, I want you to stay here like the way you play. I'm going to try and adapt you and they more a number 10. So we signed a new contract and ended up staying. And did the players love him straight away? Brilliant, aye. What, what, what's so good about him? Just like, he's training every day. 
Like it's, uh, slight tackles. No, no, slight tackles. <laughs> <not. laughs> uh, just his training was was amazing. Like even when when it eventually I, I, uh, when we got to the Premier League and I wasn't in the squad, I still enjoyed coming in and training, mm-hmm. and it made you feel part of it, even though you weren't even in the squad. See, so you know, was it the same group of players I had? Mostly the same group of players, yeah. How important is a manager? Even with top players, how important is a, is a good manager? For me, Brendan was unbelievable. Like, not only was he, like, when you're stretching, he'd be running about you all and speaking to all you individually, but he kind of just man managed the ones that he needed to with the arm round or the. Mm-hmm. the he didn't really shout at you, but, like, if he came in in his notepad, he'd normally work for the defence down the way, but if he started it, where I was obviously up front, you knew he was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> but see, a guy like Paolo Sousa had a massive playing career behind him. Yeah. And then you get a guy like Brendan Rodgers who's no played. Yeah. And it's night and day. How, how can that be, eh? I just think, well, Brendan obviously got injured early and went straight into coaching and learning. I think he spent, uh, I don't know if it was a couple of months or whatever, over at Barcelona. And he learnt Spanish and all that. So even the Spanish players, he could speak to them and say what he really wanted. Where instead they like try to speak in English, so mm. I think that was a big part of it as can well. Can you speak banter now? You could speak. Can you speak Glaswegian? <laughs> <laughs> How much did you enjoy his style of play for a player like yourself? Brilliant. It must have been a dream, eh? But that's what I mean. I was when I came in. I was a striker when he came in. Sorry, and then I ended up he converted me to number ten. Mm-hmm. So I was basically uh, when the ball was say right wing, I was over helping. I was don't run back as much, but just when we are attacking, you get the ball, mm-hmm. and it was brilliant. You just mentioned the players, Joe Allen and stuff like that. How, how good was guys like Joe Allen, Ash? Who was the best out of them? Britain was a great player, wasn't he? Leon Britton, honestly. He was, he was underrated. See, when you play like Toro, you couldn't get, he was never in the middle. You could never get the ball off him. Mm-hmm. Joe Allen, Ash, Nathan Dyer, different, different level of players. And were they players struggling under Sosa? No, they, they, got to, they nearly got to the playoffs, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They, missed it, they missed it by a point with Blackpool. That we we oh, got there, them we got them by a point. So I was going back, knowing that we we put them <laughs> out. So some of the boys are texting. I'm like, oh, sorry, lads, but tough luck. But Rogers gets you promoted. He did. It's fantastic. It was just a style of play. Like mm-hmm. they see the way he does with Celtic, with the invincible team, the way he passing and moving, and he just breeds that confidence in players. And was there a, was a big celebrations when you went up? Yeah, big. Uh, we're straight back to Swansea at the big hotel, and then. The next day we went to um, kind of like the mayor's office and uh, so we've been drinking like three days in a row. Me and Alan Tate just reached into the bucket for a beer and Brendan went, no, you still have had enough. <laughs> I cornered this, you still get on a bus in 20 minutes. <laughs> so I was like, right, okay, gaffer. Does he not like boys going out in that? Like? No, he did, but I think uh, because we were going on a bus tour and that kind of thing, yeah, he wanted more reserved, it, yeah. Uh... And because they all, I mean, there was like 30, 40 old fans out in the street. Mm-hmm. 30,000 fans on the street, so it was. Uh, I don't think he wanted anybody being sick of the side of the bus. <laughs> what about that Swansea team? Who was the characters in that? Uh, Gary Monk. He was, was, he, he was uh, always playing jokes and all that, but when it came serious, he was he was the main leader. Uh-huh. Good player. Very yeah. underrated. Right. Yeah. The way he read the game. Maybe not as good on the ball, but he'll tell you he was. <laughs> but <laughs> he was very underrated. Uh, you scored in the playoff final? Yeah. How was that feeling for you? Amazing. Are we going to Blantyre? It was at Dumbarton. Amazing. Um, was it, I was reading your thing, like, the, the nerves was coming up to the game because you see the fans outside on the bus. But actually walking out, there wasn't much nerves. And 
when the ball popped back and I put it in, it was like a dream. Did you know in the week leading up that you were playing? Would Brendan tell you? Would you just work on stuff? Or was uh, that undecided? Were you not sure? No, well, it was between me and Dan Prattley to play in the number 10 and I had been playing up to the game. But then Dan ended up scoring like a, an 80, the same as McCann's, about 80 yard finish to win for the final goal in the semis. So Aye. I was leading up to it, I'm thinking, he might go with Pratt's. But he, he pulled us on the Thursday and says, listen, I'm going to start you. So it was just a matter of getting ready for it. Did you hear all the family doing it at the game? Yeah, everybody was down. And then all to uh, the hotel in Swansea. So the, the club had put all the buses on for the families as well and put the hotel on for all the, the family. So it was amazing. Uh, other than the goal, what's your memories of the game? Um, the, the most from the goal, uh, I set up the second one. The ball, the ball got whipped in. And I always remember watching back, you can see Brendan in the background to Angel Rangel saying, don't pass it to him, just keep it and pass it back to me. And he fired it in and Kishnashvili came close to me. And I did a wee one-two jink round him and, uh, and outpaced him, cut it back Scotty Sinclair, put it in. And then I've got a big photo with me celebrating after that goal, just myself on my knees with the Reading fans behind me. And it was just fantastic. Brilliant. He talked about his tactics and stuff like that, but what about team talks and stuff like that? Like the team talk before a, a playoff final? Is he, is he quite good? He's, no, he's brilliant. Like, he would have us in a circle just before you got, and he'd designate every week like somebody else to give the wee last thing. But as I said, when he came in at half time and he had his notepad, mm. if you were a forward player and they started with you, or he started with a attack play, you knew he wasn't happy. Uh -huh, the old stare in that as well. Uh -huh. But he never really shouted or kicked anything. It was just his stare, mm -hmm. and he would tap his notepad. You know, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What I want to know is, did you ever need to give the last bit of the team talks? I want to know what you would say. Yeah, hey, I think he went round everybody, but I don't think uh, some of the Welsh boys, I don't think, could understand me. <laughs> I spoke that quick. Uh -huh. uh, so why did you leave then? Um, well, Brendan had obviously left, and then uh, Michael Oudrup came in, and uh, he kind of said he wanted to bring a few his own players in. So the, the, my chances were going to be limited, and then Brighton came in for me. So it was a, uh, it was just the right move at the right time. You kept nipping his ear about Brian, didn't you? Uh, Brian, oh, <laughs> oh, I did, I did a few times. Did to you? be honest, yeah, we went. Did he speak about him? Yeah, he was, he, he was uh, quite an open person about him, mm -hmm. and obviously Michael was unbelievable. himself. he would join in in the training, and he could still play. Was he brilliant? Uh -huh. Brilliant. His one touch, two touch was amazing. Was he quite an arrogant guy or was he alright? No, he was very, very soft spoken and very nice. He done well at Swansea, didn't he? They played some good football he as well. He did, But uh -huh. I, I did, I uh, spoke to him a, a lot about Rangers. Did he like Rangers? Eh? <laughs> yeah, he was alright. Uh, would, he, would he go to uh, watch Brian and stuff like that? Can you remember now? No, I can't remember, but obviously he, he must have because Brian was a legend there, wasn't he? Uh -huh. So you end up back at Blackpool for the later stages of the promotion pitch. Uh, Ian Holloway was the manager. How, yeah. how was he? Brilliant. Uh, for character-wise and just all-round entertainment, he's absolutely amazing. Like things, just simple things like you come in on a Thursday and I don't know if you've ever been to the Blackpool training ground at Squires Gate. It's, no. it's like about 100 metres away from the beach. So the wind hits all the sand and so when you're out there you're getting hit in the face and the goals are blowing, are, are blowing <laughs> across the field. So the gaffer would just like look out. Nah, not the day, lads. Come on, we're going for a fry up. 
<laughs> we'll take us for a fry-up, honestly. No way. Yeah. Ready, you, yeah. you turn up and you turn up and you just don't know what you're gonna get. You're like, boy's mum were going crazy golf today. My mate owns the, the park. Like <laughs> his mate owned this big park, right? Mm-hmm. It was like Strathclyde Park. And uh, we're like, we're going down, my mate, we're gonna uh, get it in the paper. All the players with our with an ice cream and playing crazy golf and that. So we're right, guys got all the 99ers ready and we're all standing. I'm like, where's the gaffer? All of a sudden, behind us, he comes flying past in a speedboat. <laughs> comes flying past in a speedboat with like a Blackpool flag. <laughs> and all the boys are just like, oh, no again. No again. Was but he, that was the character he was. Uh, was he good one on one? Brilliant. He was excellent. Mm-hmm. But the, what, what made me laugh about him was when he had like Spanish players, he'd try and, he'd try and speak Spanish, right? But so he had this, he had this Spanish midfielder. And what he was wanting to do was uh, like draw them in and counter-attack. So he's gone and he's saying to him, like, when they pull him in, you know, like a bow and arrow, right? pull him in and then we'll But as he done that, he'd sprint. <laughs> he's sprinting away down the pitch and the Spanish boys were looking about us and we were going, oh. Brilliant. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Things like that just made the team spirit. Did the boys love him? Uh-huh. If you spoke to like Charlie Adam, that he was just, he was crackers. Uh-huh. But he, like things like he, the the club gave him this wee uh, smart car, wee on smart car. You know we had the big, you know you get the big, uh, the big bins at the, the stadiums. Every day we'd we'd lock his smart car in with these four <laughs> bins. <laughs> so he'd kick the door in and he'd like, who's putting my motor in there again? <laughs> 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 no corner that in. But he was he was all right. Would so you see him back? Oh, you see him out pushing the bins to get his motor out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he was, he was like one of the boys. Uh-huh. Would he go at me, isn't it? Sometimes, some, he'd pick and choose. He would, we'd go out for a few beers and a meal and then he'd, he would let you just get on me. Mm-hmm. But things like when, when we were at Palace and we got promoted, we're driving through London and he's like, hey, I'm going to get the beers in. He's half, his wife's on the bus. He's half with a trophy. There's like 50 guys running like, in this area. We didn't know where we were. Mm-hmm. And he's dancing about with the trophy and his wife's like, get him on the bus. <laughs> so the players had to go off and drag him on. I've seen him dancing a few times in the dressing room. Did he loves do stuff it. like that? Aye, huh? loves it. Music's on. Comes in, we're winning. Just been dancing about. Brilliant. Is that, is that probably why Blackburn, uh, Blackpool done so well, sorry? Because of Ian Holloway's personality and the team spirit I think created, so. Uh-huh. I think we were... Well, when I went, uh, I, I went like January time. And they were tipped for relegation and ended up winning promotion. So, I, for me, it goes down to how the manager treats the players and gets them together. Is he another one that just let you play? Yeah, uh, he just let every forward play. He was like, if they score seven, we will score eight. Yeah. It was honestly, we, we played a resi game and uh, it was me, Barry Bannon, and uh, Billy Clark. We were playing, like, it, was, it must have been like an amateur team, right? And we, we beat them like 9-1. I scored two, Barry scored three. He just went, you know what, I'm just going to play you three on Saturday against Crystal Palace. <laughs> he just he took the front three off. Could you beat an amateur? Aye. <laughs> He's a confident on you's go. Put the three in. How did you do on the Saturday? Uh, I think we drew two each. Nene uh, scored. <laughs> I mean, could he pull you up as well? So was there a, was there a switch in him? It wasn't always just fun. No, no, really. <laughs> really. Was it always just funny? Aye, it was like, if you go beat, you just be like, right, I know how we go beat there, right? See, it's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Barry Ferguson was there. How Aye. good was he? Brilliant. Uh, obviously, I've wa- I watched him as a kid. And then, uh, but to you actually training with him and you seen, as I said, about Liam Britton, you couldn't get the ball off him. 
Fergie was the same. He was, uh, what his career was, uh, it was amazing, wasn't it? As good as Britain and Joe Allen and oh, guys uh, like that? Fergie was, yeah, even better. Even better, even better really, yeah, right? Top, better. top player, uh, yeah. <coughs> One of the moniest guys on the pitch. Did you you? Oh, all the time. Because I went running back. <laughs> 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 he gave me the ball of a lost that I just let him chase it. Uh, but Fergie was brilliant. Was he one of the boys? Would he, would oh, he, was he, uh, he was the he was the one that organised everything. Was he? Uh, uh, would the Scottish boys stick together? We did die with at the time. Then we had Gary McKenzie, Cup Broadfoot, um, Stephen Craney. So we we did have a, a good a good group of Scottish lads. It's there. a big Rangers thing in that, though. I suppose. Was, that uh, so Craney was Craney always that. Would he hate that? Uh, no, he was alright. Craney was brand new, but uh, would you all go and watch Celtic and Rangers games and stuff like that when you're done there? Uh, no, because I think most of the time the, the boys would travel back up, like Fergie and Gaz would travel because their family still live back in, in Glasgow. So they would go up quite a lot. And me and Cranes, we, we had a few times out and watching it. Because Cranes just obviously, he stays along the road for us. Right, okay. He's a, he's a bit of a legend at Blackpool Cranes, isn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. He's a, he's a under-18s coach at Fleetwood now as well, so oh, he's doing really well. Good. Yeah. Um, just on that playoff final you are talking about, hard done by, I think. West, West Ham, Ham. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, um, I think after two minutes, I hit the post. Rob Green uh, went through his legs and hit the bottom of his leg and, and hit the post. And we had a few other chances, and uh, then the boys scored right at the end. It was uh, out of the two games. I, th uh, I think that was the one where it was harsh. Uh -huh. West Ham a good team too. They were, yeah, but uh, I thought they had uh, Kevin Nolan in that plane. Uh, was it up big Sam Allardyce, was it? Yeah, very yeah. direct. Uh -huh. Very direct and. That's how they played and they managed to get back up. Was, was the championship mostly like that back then? Most of the teams go direct to her? I think the ones that had the, the bigger players did. Um, but the likes of when Brendan came in, we had smaller players like Leon Britton and Nathan Dyer, Joe Allen. We weren't that big a team. So the way he set us up to play, counteract the long ball, mm -hmm. and we just got joy for it. Mm -hmm. Was Holloway the same? Did he want you to play all the time? There wasn't really much structure there. <laughs> was it? Uh, Holloways, it was more. It was wee things like if uh, we're playing 4 3 3 and the boys come and do and say, Craney's side, uh, the right winger, just stay up. Don't even chase back, just stay up. Because we knew if Charlie Adam got the ball, he could ping a ball 90 yards and we'd be attacking. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, right, if they don't score, I think we can score for them attacking. See, like a guy who's not really that. Like structured and organised, like see a top player like Barry Ferguson didn't he never get frustrated or that about now? Uh, don't know if I can say that on camera. <laughs> but like I'll give you an example for Ian Holloway, right? You could come in and you read the team at Nebrother. We played red in a way and we were in the hotel just at our pre-match. We walked into the room and there's look as they bottles on the flare and in a in a shape. <laughs> <laughs> right? But so he's got like say the four three three. And he stuck sticky tape to them with your name on them. So all the boys are on the floor, like, <laughs> on hands and knees to see if you're playing. So I was there playing, and then, so you move over. He's got the subs lined up as well. <laughs> right. So I'm on the bench, oh, I'm on the bench just as well. But some boys with names on the air. Amazing. They're reading the team off a Lucas head bottle. So just, bit, just brilliant. Uh, brilliant. How good was Charlie Adams at you? Brilliant. He was, uh, I think that's the best I've ever seen Charlie play. But he, again, he just got the freedom to... We had Keith, uh, Keith Southern and David Vaughan... I remember they two. Uh, to two to dogs, protect Charlie, just play your game any way you want. Shoot for... He just shoots for everywhere, Charlie, but he's got the ability to do it. Uh -huh. 
So you go back to Palace, and then for a third spell, you go back to Blackpool, yeah. where Barry Ferguson's the manager. Yeah, he, he ended up becoming the manager. It was Paul Ince first, and, uh, and Alec Ray was the assistant. And then they ended up moving on, and uh, Fergie got the job. So that was, uh, it was a hard transition, obviously, because he became, he was a captain, the player. As I said, he organised all the nights out to then becoming the manager. So I think the first couple of weeks is obviously hard to... That's a hard transition to do. Just on Paul Inton, actually, how are they? Big name, Paul Inton. Yeah, he was more... Uh, he was more wanting you to go and get right in their faces, same as well, Alec Ray as well. Um, it was more man-on-man, man, get up against them. And that's not for you, though, is no, it? No, it wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how uh, I did play as, uh, as many games under Ince. But you, were you happy yourself when Barry got the job? Yeah, because I'd, I'd went back to Palace um, and I was trying to get back on loan because I had went on loan outside the window. Um, so I could only go on loan for to, December, to the January and then they had to renew it. But at that time, Ince was leaving and then ended up Fergie got it. And then Fergie phoned me like two nights before the the, win, uh, the window closed and says, right, that's you, you're back. Because Ince's gone on loan to Palace. So I was like, brilliant. And then you come in, he's the manager, and he's like, hey, you've got to get your body fat down. I'm like, you kidding me on? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said to you? Yeah, he was only kidding me on. will get back into management. Jenky's born to do it. I, th- I, think he, I think going to Clyde, difference for being Blackpool manager to being Clyde manager. Um, and I think... Hearing from other players that played under him, he tried to do all the right things. I think he even spent money himself to take them up to hotels before the nights of games and brought protein and all this kind of stuff. So you can see the willingness there and the knowledge he's got of the game, I'm sure he'll get back in sometime. Did the Blackpool boys take him as manager? Yeah, everybody liked him. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Because they obviously respected him for what he'd done in his career. But at that time, it was a real... Nightmare at Blackpool, I mean, the fans were against the chairman. What's your memories of that? Yeah, it was a hard time, obviously. Um, they weren't really... They were, they'd made a lot of money from the promotions and maybe didn't put as much back as the fans wanted. So the fans started dwindling, uh, the crowd started dwindling down and then protests were happening and were playing games and they're throwing, like... A thousand tennis balls on the pitch at one time and all this kind of stuff. And uh, so you turn up for a game and there's protests outside and they're, they're refusing to go inside. So you've seen half a stand empty because they're still standing outside protesting. But things like they made like a, a big, uh, you know, one of the like uh, a billboard mm-hmm. right on wheels. So they'd go around and there was a big, a big cow, like a cash cow. They were saying about them. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no problem. It's left outside. Uh, I think it was like on a Monday then. He's out and he's, the chairman's taking photos with it. Like, like <laughs> the asshole, look at this. <laughs> so he kind of seen the funny side of it, but obviously if you see the crowds now, the, the fans are uh, refusing to go in. What's he like, the chairman? Is he all right? I, I got on fine with him. Is he uh, a bit weird though? Huh? He, was, he was more... I wouldn't say he was more for the money, but I think... When you get a club like where he took Blackpool from and they, where they got to, and obviously the the money they got, I think uh, he was happy taking it in and spending it out. And he gave it to you, didn't he? 
Liam Definitely not me. <laughs> is it sad to see the way Blackpool's went to for being in the Premier League to, to where they are now? It, it is, because obviously I still live in the area and when you're speaking to fans that they wish they, they season tickets, they would buy them like two years, a two-year block, and now they just don't even bother with it. Some of them are going to Fleetwood now mm-hmm. because it's just up the road. Sad times, yeah. You eventually end up at Bolton with another old firm, great, yeah. Neil Lennon. Really? How did you... <laughs> <laughs> I like Kevin Lennon. How did that come about? Um, when I went, well, I went to Fleetwood before it on loan because uh, I went back to Palace and my, my, my oldest boy started school in the Blackpool area, so I didn't really want to go, uh, back, go back to London. So I went on loan to Fleetwood when I really shouldn't have. I'd like Ipswich and that one may go on loan, but I ended up going there. And then uh, that came through. Uh, Lenny was the Celtic manager and uh, it was interested in me going there. No chance. No, I, no, I would have. <laughs> uh, a massive club and at that time uh, to maybe go back to Glasgow would, was appealing. Mm-hmm. But then went to Bolton and uh, didn't play as much as I would have liked under Lenny. Uh, why do you think that was? Is he another one that maybe didn't, his style doesn't really suit your type of player? Yeah, huh? I think he was more defensive. Obviously he was a whole midfielder, wasn't he? So... Me uh, and my number 10 role, I don't think, really suited. But again, trouble at the club as well, eh? Yeah, we went through a bad patch of administration. Um, especially, like, the older boys, we, I don't think we get... I was one month, three months we didn't get paid. So, obviously, the PFA and all that stepped in and the older boys said, look, the kids need the, the money, so... Because, obviously, some of them are 20-year-olds in flats and... They, they, they couldn't uh, deal with not getting paid, so once I think that was a big bearing on where we ended, we ended up. Uh-huh. Could Lenny lose his temper as well? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that before? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah, Lenny could. Yeah, there was a few times, uh, a few doors. You ever on the receiving end there? I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, playing at that level, Crystal Palace, big clubs, yeah. was that a bit... A hard decision to come back to Queen in the South. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't like when I left Queens. Um, I kept in touch with a lot of people, and even some of the directors and all that are still there now. And I always said I would come back because I had such a great time, and they gave me a platform to go. And even when the Swansea move was coming about, they were fantastic with me. They were letting me have five days off to go down, come back on a, a Thursday, just to go and get my family sorted and all that kind of stuff. So. And the feeling I had about the place with the, the fans and all, I always said I would come back. So when the chance came, and it was off the back of the Bolton not playing a lot and sitting, and I was, I think I was like 33, and I think, I don't want to be doing this the last couple of years, scraping by and maybe not coming on for a game, playing one game on the bench. So I made my mind up to go back to Queen's. You must have had a few other offers though, eh? There was a few. I had, like, say, Oldham and Rochdale and that down near where I, where I stayed. Mm-hmm. But I to just go and play football and go back to a club that gave me so much and helped me turn my career around, then it was the right time. You're absolutely tearing it up just now. What are you putting that down to? Um, the, the, I think the players behind me. I think the gaffer, he's moving me up one. I'm playing main striker now, so I don't really have to run about. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got the likes of Gary Harkins has come in. Who's, he doesn't like running about doesn't like, I, I was maybe the wrong person. <laughs> His ability on the ball to find, you that, to find uh, us and the Sterlings flying Lyndon Dykes. We've got a good wee blend there that the 
the chances are coming and unfortunately they're going in just now. 21 goals, how many do you can get? I don't know. I always say every season if I can beat last season. So the first season I had 26 coming back. Last season I got 27. I'm at 21 now. So but you'd we'll be just... devastated if you got 28 now, no? I, I think you'll get a hammer. No. Get... <laughs> 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 I just, uh, the thing is, as long as I'm helping the team, I'm, I'm always happy. But right now the goals are going in, so hopefully it'll continue. No, that hunger or want to go higher? Because, I mean, I'm sure any team above would take you. There's, there's, there's been a few attempts, especially at the January window. There was a few teams interested, but... As I said to the, the board and the gaffer, there's no point for me. I'm happy where I'm at. I'm happy playing. That's what people say to me. Why not go and play for a, a Premier League team? But if you could, I say there's no point. I'm happy for my family life as well because when I go home, I can get my kids to the games. Uh, the home games is like an hour and a half up the road. Mm -hmm. So it, it suits me. So I'm happy. So why go and make an adjustment when I don't have to? Not even just to see if you could you could still do it on that, that level? Or you, do you, do you no, know you could? I, I believe I, I could. Mm -hmm. And as I said to you, coming from Dumbarton to playing in the, the second division that was at that time, or third division, to playing at Wembley for Swansea. And I, I played in the Scottish Premier League. It's no something that I've missed. So it's no something that I, I really, it's a need for. But playing for a club that I, that I love, that I've had uh, a great time with, then that's the motivation for me. Not even for the Rangers? <laughs> I think that's long past now. I think I'm a bit old for that. You think? But, um, no, I, I just, I'm, I'm enjoying where I'm at. And I, I would say that to any older player, just find somewhere that you like playing for the last couple of years because it's a long time retired. Brilliant. What about uh, future? Fancy being the manager? Try and Gary Naismith this time. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> just uh, in general. Fancy being a manager? Definitely. You done uh, your badges? Yeah, I've done, uh, done my, my A licence. Um, I'm helping with the 20s. I just came for the 20s reserve game there at Hamilton. How did they get on? Uh, got beat 3-1. Right, you sacked. Uh, sacked. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the reserve leagues are a lot different now. Like They had the boy like James Keaton playing. So the different levels of your kids playing against. Like, it's good experience for them, mm -hmm. but it's uh, a step up. And uh, you enjoy doing it with the kids, uh huh? I love it, I love it. I do, I take the strikers and the wingers generally every Tuesday and Thursdays as well. So getting the opportunity and the gaffer just lets me free that and do whatever you want to, to try and help them. When you do go into management, what managers will you, will you, will you take certain stuff for? I think you, you take a bit from all of them. I think, uh, as I say, Brendan Steele on the training field, being a, in a, um, amongst them all, but working the way you want to work and where you should be. I think you, you, you take things for that, but then the likes of Ian Holloway and me, I attack her myself. I just love going attacking. So, and the crazy side of it, especially the team bonding, I think that's a big thing. Right, give a dance in. I mean, let's oh, see. no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.